Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer! And it's me, Kishan, a science educator! And welcome back Yay. to T42! It is our best friend podcast. Correct. Where we talk about what? Ever the flaccid we want. Something very gross about the word flaccid. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it sounds it sounds like how it would look. Like rubbery. Like <laughs> Wrinkle. A bit pliant. Hey, but <laughs> it's not just penises that can be flaccid, you know? Like mood lah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been in a very flaccid <laughs> mood? <laughs> been in a very flaccid mood this oh, pandemic. Why weapon? Well, I mean, do I really need to go into it? I Please. Feel like I, <laughs> I think this is what our listeners look forward to. Let's well, just put it this way. I was on Carousel recently looking for vintage objects, right? I found mm. this 4.5 meter long... A boat or that was or. allegedly fished out from the bottom of the Singapore Straits. Bluff one. No, no, whatever, right? <laughs> it looks real. And like, first of all, a 4.5 meter long or, right? Let's like deal with that for a second. So anyway, like the thought I had after this was just like, I can't believe it was easier for me to find <laughs> this allegedly ancient 4.5 meter long then? or than a lover. <laughs> And it just you know, put, me, put me in a bit of a flaccid mood Let's put it that way <laughs> Well I'm so sorry sis. Yeah, yeah. Maybe today will you know, Make me a yeah, little, yeah, little bit more erect Yeah uh. yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I read my co-star Apparently I'm meant to have Some pressure and struggle And love this uh, season yeah, Just write it Write it through Use the awe <laughs> Yeah <laughs> you so much <laughs> uh, and how are you Kishan same old same old school is gonna start so, so a bit like it's sien mm. but okay lah hey, how come start so soon already I have to prepare lah oh. my life very boring compared to your all seeking yeah yeah life. yeah hey you wanna swap <laughs> you know I swap I don't mind wearing putting on some executive wear and like and like, don't and, like and like and strolling strut, right? strutting around strut. school go like hey that's boy what, that's what I do right strut around school and go hey boys <laughs> No, okay, no, 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 please. MOE, if you're listening, that's not what Kishan no. does. That's not what Kishan does. Mm. 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 Anyway, we are <laughs> joined by a presence in the room today. I don't know, dear <gasps> listeners, if you can sense Got it. Presence, if you can uh? sense it, yeah. yeah. It's like, if, if, you can, if you can hear that, like, slightly disturbing, heavy breathing coming from a corner. Correct. It's none other than our special guest star today. We brought on a friend who we've always wanted to have on this show. Yes. And we finally managed to get her. Correct. And, uh, and feel like we've been, we've been very excited. And now that she's sitting here in the room with us, I think, like, we can barely contact contain our flaccid <laughs> energy. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> We're talking about none other than our good friend, Nicholas Nicholas <laughs> feel like the Holy Trinity has been summoned. <laughs> I know. Exactly. We could combine our flaccid energies. <laughs> just okay, rain. hold my hand, hold my hand. Hold, 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 hold. The power of tree will set you free. <laughs> Girls, hi Nicholas, how are you? Oh my god, you know, being placid. <laughs> placid, <laughs> placid and placid. Placid and placid, Oh my god, I'm sweating already, already from excitement. Girl. Yeah. Girl, girl. So, the reason we're having you, dear Nicholas, on the show is because like, I am actually a long-time fan of yours from way oh. before we were even <laughs> friends. So, I don't know if you listeners know, but like, the first queer podcast to ever have been made in Singapore wow. was called Queer Cast. And this went on in the days when podcasts were still like a relatively... It was a new thing, lah. Novel thing, wasn't? It was like TikTok. Well, <laughs> it, 
people. Yeah, it was the it was the youth tech mm-hmm. of, 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 the, of the what the early two thousands. Exactly, it was wow. like yeah. I think two thousand five. We did some maths just now, but it was really really bad. Right. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas, along with his friends Ian and Emmerich, mm-hmm. were the hosts of this podcast called Queer Cast, and I used to like. Like I was devoted to that podcast. Did you tune in? I tuned in regularly, and I was so enthralled. How old were you when you when you were tuning into this? Like 16, wow. 16, 17, Yeah, and it was just like, oh, who are these like you know queer elders? Oh. Queer elders. Queer elders. Oh my god. And oh little, my goodness. Yeah, and little did I know at the time that they weren't in fact that much older than me. I know. Yeah, yeah. and so when I first met Nicholas, like not too long, wait, about a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what do you mean you're only two years older than me? <laughs> I thought like because he was speaking with so much ex- with so much wisdom and experience. <laughs> About like Fake your it ass. till you make yeah, it. Yeah, about, about <laughs> like putting various things up your various orifices. Right. Yeah, you were so you were so you know because that's exactly the knowledge that you want from the internet. Correct <laughs> at the time, at and the time. I was like, I wish somebody would teach me these things, and you did. Amazing. Yeah, and then like you're only actually two years older than me. Oh yeah. Oh my oh. god. You know, I, I heard about Queercast when you told me about it, mm. so I actually haven't listened to a proper mm-hmm. episode, but. How, why, why did you want to do it in 2005? Okay, I mean like, you know, with all good stories, it starts with alcohol, right? Uh-huh. Of course. Of course. Uh-huh. Of course. Mm-hmm. And you know, with all great inventions, it starts at a bar. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there used to be this bar called Mox, uh, M-O-X. Mm. Um, and it was in Tanjung Paga, and it's in the building that's next to the church. So Maxwell Market, then there's a church, oh. and then there's another building, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so there, and then it... Um, it's uh, it was on the fourth floor, uh, of this building, uh-huh. and it used to used to get up there by going uh, up this really slow elevator that was like super hot. I felt I tell you uh, it <laughs> is the elevator of purgatory. I'm telling you, <laughs> but that it, sounds so perfect for like a gay bar. Exactly, yeah. because you know you go through that suffering, you emerge on the fourth <laughs> floor in heaven. <laughs> It's just like hot guys Amazing. and like cocktails. And you know then, I mean? okay, so you so were at Mark. So I had Mark, and I was there, you know, having a kiki, you know, with uh, Ian, you know. And it was like, you know what, you know, obviously by the time, you know, we were already on like my fifth or sixth, like vodka cranberry, because, you know, when you are 18, like that's what you drink, you know what I mean? Vodka uh-huh. cranberry. Naturally. Uh, naturally so. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you know, translation. I think people should listen to us. <laughs> you think people should yeah. listen to you? Yeah, I think people should listen to us. You know what I mean? You know, I mean like, this why, why should we not impart our wisdom into the world? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you how old at this time? I, I feel so I was 18. You see, wow. little has changed. Little has changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except now, all the 18-year-olds have Twitter profiles yeah. and TikToks. They're doing yeah. the same thing. Correct. Yeah. And, and probably making more money than They're us. They're probably making <laughs> 100%. <laughs> the quicker yeah. they make money. Sorry? The quick ever oh, make absolutely money? not. Absol- ah. abs- absolutely not. I mean, wait, we did... <laughs> so we, like wait, 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 We did get a sponsorship. Like, oh. a clothing, like, sponsorship. That New Urban Mail. New Urban Mail. No, it was... Um, <laughs> there was another shop uh, in Chinatown. Oh, my God. Uh, and it used to... Okay, the, the last name that it had was Sportsman Asia. But before that, there was... Jock Shop! Oh! oh. Yeah. I, I, I know <laughs> this. You yeah. had a jock shop sponsorship. Yeah. Okay, yeah. dear Lisa, we're just going to prepare you today for a lot of vintage homosexuality. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of vintage, a lot going on. Homosexuality coming your oh, way yes. from gays who grew up 
in the 2000s. Exactly. It was a different, it was a different universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But, this but liquid has fermented <laughs> just in time. <laughs> just in time for the festive season. <laughs> and we are going to pop open a bottle of that delicious vintage homosexuality. <laughs> yeah. right, right, oh, do continue your story. Yes. So you thought people should listen to exactly. you and so you made a podcast. And, and, exactly, and this was the time, you know, and the internet was a very different place. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet almost was, you know, young. It had just come out, you know. This was the time of like mailing lists and oh geo cities. Oh my goodness. Right. Mm. It was also that time whereby there were two contrasting elements uh, in Singapore society, right? One was that internet was like freedom. <laughs> ah, okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. it was freedom and you could do whatever the fuck you want on the internet. Sure. Yeah. Right. On the other hand, Singapore was still a place where you could not say the word gay out loud. Yes. Oh, I see. In public. Right? In public. Yeah. This is on like, stage, in TV. This is yeah. very, very pre-straight times printing the word gay or LGBT. They did yeah, not yeah, have yeah, the word yeah, police yeah, next yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or 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 rape. Yeah, or rape. Or rape. Exactly. Or immoral. So like yeah. so there's this like these two contrasting elements, you know, mm. and so and you know, being the the young young homosexuals that we are, you know, we decided to embrace the freedom of the internet. But also I want to point out, right, at that time there was also something very, very unique that was happening uh within Tamasic Polytechnic. Basically, Tamasic Poly was one of the, I would think, I would think again, uh, first place to form a queer gay student union. Oh, oh wow. Yes. It was called TPAJ. TPAJ! Oh my god, AJ. Ah, oh, AJ, yeah. I heard G, AJ. Oh my god, I haven't heard AJ. AJ yeah. is a long time. It's really one of those, like, from the archives. Yeah, yeah, it so, is. We are oh truly pulling from the archives. We need to footnote the log, <laughs> exactly. the way. We're footnote. We are referencing <laughs> the deep. I want to know, like, the two authors. <laughs> Citation AJ for our dear listeners refers to what Nicholas? Uh, it's supposedly an uh, acronym for a Latin term, that re- but it was a pig Latin, pig Latin, Latin, yeah, and it was code name that you referred to for other gay people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically yeah. pig Latin for gay because yeah. you know, like those languages where you mix the sounds around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's just like we used to call ourselves AJs, didn't we? Exactly. Yeah, oh, I have, it's so weird. I what a weird yeah. thing I to say. Flashback, wow, no, yeah, my armpit is <laughs> sweaty from the embarrassment. <laughs> Okay. It existed uh, basically on this mailing list uh, on Yahoo. Uh-huh. Right. And, you know, people would join and we would organize activities. And basically, this is how we not only came out to each other, but also kind of also came out to our parents. And I think that what was really? unique about this model was is that we were all uh, the same age, right? So we were all poly students. We were all grappling with the same issues. And ah. we all, you know, really just, poof, mm. you know, it just like rainbows and glitter everywhere. And it was just like screaming across the hall, each other's names. That's so glorious. Know? It, was, it was just like occupying like this like uh, like entire cafe mm. where we all perch ourselves to plan the <gasps> annual chalet and barbecue <laughs> which was the main event <laughs> that's also another vintage moment annual chalet <laughs> and barbecue anyway this environment leads to like a kind of like queer renaissance exactly. at TP which yeah. then you were gonna say leads, leads to me and Ian starting up you know, queer cast. This is a remarkable thing because like, I remember back then you didn't hear people's voices talking about things in this way at all. Yeah. Because like you, you know, I very much remember that time when, you know, it felt dangerous to talk about things in public. Still, it felt like you didn't. You, the, the public sphere felt a little like risky. You know? mm. And so to hear these two, like you know, the two of you just going on and on about a whole range of topics from sex to politics, right? It just really felt like wow. Yeah. yeah but, but also like the political climate was also very different in the early two thousand. 
nonsense. I mean, this was, you know, uh, the time where literally the party scene was just exploding. It was a time also Mm. of nation parties before Mm. it got shut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right. I mean, at one point in time, believe it or not, you know, Singapore was, you know, like almost like this epicenter of like gayness, like intense yep. gayness, mm. you know, for the rest of Southeast Asia, you know, uh, you know, obviously this only applies to a certain segment of the community, the, the, the circuit gays basically mm. that, you know, uh, now all migrate up to Bangkok, but mm. very at, at a certain point in time, it was the other way around. Mm. They would come down here. They would come down here to this tiny island and there would be like literally, you know, an increase of like 10,000 gay men Wow. <laughs> like a, sheer pop- uh, I, I, and I think this is why the Christians noticed because there was a sudden disturbance in the air. A delusion. <laughs> they, they woke up one day and went like, hmm, there has been a spiritual interference. Exactly. <laughs> As I truly it's just why, why do I smell Jack Daniels in Topayo? <laughs> what you, is that? That's that? such a deep cut. Yeah. The Jack Daniels. Oh. <laughs> and then the scene itself, you know, uh, also at that time, you know, had so many more, you know, bars and clubs. Mm. Every Friday, Saturday will also be a circuit. You can start at Mock's, mm-hmm. right? For a little cocktail, mm. you know, <laughs> up there. Yes. And then you go down to Why Not? Because why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and then you go over to Happy. I, wow. I can sense the narrative forming already. Exactly. Yeah. Happy. And then you venture further, uh, further down to Kyung Siat Street, where they used to be called Water Bar. What? what? Yes, girl. It's, it's a sweaty place. <laughs> <laughs> there was no water served. <laughs> okay. After, you know, you've really like set it out, you would adjourn ac- diagonally uh, across the street to Raira. I've ra- heard of Raira. Raira is a sauna. Oh. Yeah, because if you were a broke student back then, you didn't take the cab back. You slept in the sauna until the first train. Yeah, and then you took the first. Trip I've heard back. of this. I've heard of this. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. The kids were wild. Uh, yeah. Mm. You, I mean, you, you. When we were partying, you know where, what we did to wait for the first train? We, we go to Maxwell. Yeah, we went to. Yeah, we went to. <laughs> or we went to the McDonald's. <laughs> or we went to the McDonald's. Yeah. Ate like nuggets. Yeah. We were at Maxwell Market for dinner, and then we just remembered how there was a time in the two thousands, early two thousands, mid two thousands, when like at. 9pm it would be flooded with people yeah. Yeah. most of them queers on their way to some bar or another right. yeah, people getting their suppers yeah. in and then you would after, you know late night you would see you know the place would be equally crowded because everybody was coming for like mm-hmm. their after, exactly. after party meals and like it's not even the pandemic that's done it because I noticed even pre-pandemic Maxwell mm. kind of already died mm. and a lot of the gay businesses along um, New Road mm. were already beginning to like not do so well mm. that's true yeah like the, the the face of it has kind of really changed and you know part of it is, uh, is, is this sort of kind of like evolution of the scene like the slow decline of the gay bar mm. yeah. I mean do the, do the queers these days need the gay bar because of like the apps right yeah. yeah. No, but what do they do then? It, it, it's such a good place to meet people. Yeah, it's not just about meeting people to hook up. It's also a place where exactly. you go and dance, where and you, you find make, out who where you, you are. Yeah, bit. where you hang out with your friends, where you know you sit in groups and bitch about other people sitting in groups. It, it's, I don't. It's a very formative yeah, experience. You know, like not the just smoking. Sexual. The smoking point at a gay bar or a gay club is, you know. Like Gossip Central yeah. It's right. amazing It's where everybody goes to know Who's being judged by whom Who slept with who Who slept with yeah. who Who gave who STD Correct, Correct. <laughs> Yeah and who smokes The cheap cigarettes Yeah, exactly. yeah. But you know You don't You don't have off w- Without physical space You don't have these sorts of Like mm. subtle interactions I mean, I mean Obviously we're jesting It's not all negative right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Back to queer cast mm-hmm. Tell our listeners What kind of things You guys talked about Oh my god It was verbal diarrhea Yeah A bit honestly. like this Much like this, like this. this. Yes. <laughs> Really unconscious In your thought But I mean There were There were things that Okay very very Specifically We knew we wanted To talk about HIV 
Ah, oh. yes. So, like, at that time, again, you know, because of the silence around, um, you know, uh, sexual, like, not being able to not just talk about being gay, but, you know, talking about gay sex, mm. specific, specifically, mm. you know what I mean? You know, and because, you know, we were safe sex uh, advocates at the time, we were working very closely with AFA, we would volunteer a lot. And so, you know, oh, we amazing. would... Uh, one of the things that Ian clearly remembers, and I, and I do remember parts of it, is that we went to a sauna to give a same-sex demonstration. If I remember correctly, the sauna was 1-7, right? It was out at Clark Key, and it is the same space. Uh, and now a sauna also occupies the same space. It's called Keybox. Ah. So the predecessor of Keybox is uh, called 1-7. And apparently, allegedly, <laughs> uh, me and Ian uh, went to the sauna to give a condom demonstration. Ah. Uh, yeah, so we go, and then we go to this cafe area, and there's a the little announcement over the PA. Uh, and we would get on this little stage and we did this uh, uh, condom demonstration. Uh, and what we didn't uh, also uh, realize that it was naked night, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you had to be nude as you did no, this? No, 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 I was, I was, I remember I was, uh, we were clothed. You're, you're being professional. We were like, professional. We are here as exactly, the activists exactly. bringing our respectability politics <laughs> to the show. <laughs> but everyone else was everyone naked. Everyone was naked on like little towels. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? That barely covered anything. Um, yeah. And basically Ian said that, yeah, you know, we, we, we had a condom and Ian opened the condom and Ian asked for a volunteer uh, from the audience. <laughs> and then, so he, this guy gets on stage and says, oh, yeah, hi, hi, you know, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love that that's the style he's making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, like, And... I, and and this guy, I think, was was very enthusiastic about this whole demonstration because I think that he himself, uh, you know, was an exhibitionist because uh, he, he got hard. Oh, of course, of course he did. I mean, he would need to be hard for the demonstration. Exactly, yeah. and and Ian put the the condom on him. You know, what holy I mean? shit! Yeah, 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 and. But and you know and what? This Ian, is probably and, the best demonstration exactly. ever. Exactly. <laughs> so the condom goes on, but as the condom comes off. He comes. Yeah, the Christian! <laughs> <laughs> and, and you just take it out. <laughs> a very positive demonstration exactly, indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Oh so, my God. And you don't remember this at all. No, no. See, that's what I said. I only remember parts of it, but I think that maybe I was maybe really close to the cum shot and just, I blacked out that part. <laughs> this is the best story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so in the lead up to this episode, eh? we told you on Instagram that we were having a special queer friend on the show, and of course, it's none other than Nicholas DeRose, your yes. original Aunt Agony for our generation. <laughs> and now that we are like aged queers, yeah, aged, aged queers, I feel like, you know, it's time for us to once again dispense wisdom, give back on the airways, give back to the community, give yeah. back to the community. I yeah. feel like I feel like Mariah Carey. I've just resurrected from my cryo cryptic sleep. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! It's yeah, like every just, every year at this time, you're yeah, reminded of exactly. her. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that. There's some very hardcore Mariah, oh, okay, Mariah fans like, who listen okay, to this show, and I think okay. they will be upset that we okay. think she's dead. She's not. She's Mariah. Not. Mariah, Mariah is well and alive. Yeah. She thaws herself yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Yeah, like share. Yeah, like yeah. Share is a bit of an older generation. Share is in the sarcophagus. Yeah. So anyway, we we harvested questions from you guys mm-hmm. on um all things queer, and we've got like we got like a bunch, like fifty to sixty questions. We got like about sixty questions. Yeah, but we can't. It was we insane. Obviously, can't do them all because the ones we've shortlisted are very interesting, and I'm sure we will have lots to say about them. Yeah, and Nicholas, are you ready to jump into some of these questions with I'm us? I'm ready to get in. Okay. Girl, the first question is. 
Does monogamy still work? Why are so many gays in open or fluid relationships? Mm. Mm. Good and question. And a bit of like a historical take on this too. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Again from the crypt. Exactly. This, again this from is, the crypt. This, is, this, this is, font of knowledge. This, this, font. this, this <laughs> is what dinosaurs are for. <laughs> <laughs> to remind you of the time before the meteor. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, like this, again, this, this question, you know, it's, it's again been like stewing and stewing, stewing, you know what I mean? But at a time, you know, as much as, you know, uh, gay life, I would say that was thriving to a certain extent, you know what I mean? Mm. There was still this sort of people putting the monogamous relationship, you know, on a pedestal. Mm. And if you kind of deviated away from that, you know what I mean? It was also kind of like frowned upon. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. It's like, oh, you know, it's not really a real relationship. Uh, if it's know. if it's not monogamous, this is not monogamous because mm. at that time also you you as much as you know you were being this really, you know, queer and really really being really gay. You know, you eat gay, drink gay, sleep gay, <laughs> breathe gay. You know what I mean? But you yeah. still wanted that sense of heteronormativity. Sure. Yeah, Actually, yeah. You yeah, know what we, I mean? We were talking about this at the pa- uh, party that we were at yesterday, and and people at the party echoed the same thing. They said like being queer actually gives you this opportunity to step out of it, to step out mm. of seeing relationships as monogamous. But it's very difficult to do that, especially when everything is set in a monogamous way, right? In a, mm. Yeah, so it's tough. I like. have a slightly nuanced answer to this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I understand how politically it's monogamy, there's problems with it. Right, mm. as like you know, a lot of people talk about how monogamy is bound up with ideas of possession mm. or bound up with ideas of like ownership and like uh, and and that often it can be a a kind of mirror of that sort of heteronormative worldview that yeah. is very like nuclear family centric. And so I understand politically how monogamy is problematic, and I agree that like we have an opportunity as queers right to kind of fuck around with that a bit. And 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 actually, monogamy can be very oppressive. I also feel non-monogamy doesn't work for everybody. Do you mm, know what I sure. mean? So I feel like it's all very dependent on couple dynamics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even within couple dynamics, right, it really depends on like the kind of needs people have within a relationship. Mm. Like polyamory or openness doesn't always work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's worth at least investigating this within a couple within a relationship right. before you write it off completely mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I mean like the important thing you know to note this is that you have options mm. I yeah. mean queer people have always been at the forefront of sexual revolution and sexual liberation correct you know what I mean so you want to know that you you have options but I think that also uh, the, the thing that we don't have is that we know we have options but we don't have enough knowledge about what those options may look like so take for example yeah. you know you say okay oh I want to be in an open relationship but mm. how does one be mm. In an operating mm-hmm. relationship, you know, you know, w- w- nobody's written the handbook for sure on you know, you know, open relationships, you know, or polyamory. Yeah, or what the yeah. models, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even in polyamory, there's so many different ways to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. So what are some kind of like models or approaches that you guys have encountered? So I mean, like personally for myself, mm. I'm in an open relationship, mm. right? And you know, right from the start, you know, I told. Uh, my partner, uh, when we first started, I was, I'm not a fan of monogamy. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just not something that I like, you know, mm. because, you know, I like having sex and, you know, I like having sex with different people. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it's also uh, about what your relationship to sex is. Right. Mm. Right? You know, for a lot of people, uh, and for some people, you know, sex, there's this very, there's this emotional connection attached mm-hmm. 
uh, to to sex. Sure. Right? For other people, sex is recreational. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. badminton. It's like badminton. Yeah. Which I'm going for later. Shuttling cock. Shuttling cock. You <laughs> you beat the cock. I beat the cock. <laughs> <laughs> we beat the cock together. Shuttle, shuttle. Amazing. <laughs> Right, so you know, it really depends on what your relationship to sex is. Mm. Sure. You know what I mean? When I first met my partner, my partner is, you know, uh, a lot more conservative than I am. You know, he mm. comes from a place, he's sort of very traditional values, you know, um, very sort of, again, worldview, also very Singaporean. You right. Know? And he says that, you mm. know, he, I, he said that uh, he's not ready to jump into immediately an open relationship. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and I said that's absolutely understandable. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I said that, you know, uh, I like you enough to give it a try. Aww. I was like, but but I said like you know I'm I like you enough to to give it a try, but I hope that along the way you're open to the conversation, mm. right? You know what I mean? Because it, I mean, no matter what kind of relationship that you have, mm. the basis really is open communication. Mm. You know what I mean? You you want to be at a state in your relationship where you feel comfortable enough with your partner to have these somewhat difficult or awkward conversations. Right, correct. And so, you know, uh, you know, along the way, you know, uh, I kept sort of, I mean, suddenly also, you know, ask him to, you know, seek out uh, other couples in open relationships so you know that, you know, we're not the only uh, couples in open relationship. Right, right. And then, you know, over time, I said, we built enough trust, you know, with each other right. to talk about the idea of an open relationship right. and what it means. And, and yeah, it, it, from... from from his perspective, you know, I understood that, you know, you need time to, you need time in a relationship to, to be secure. Yeah. Enough to I also know of couples and I've been to open relationships in the past, right, where I feel there wasn't enough negotiation and I felt that the openness was seen as a way to fix fundamental problems in the relationship. So in both relationships that I was in, right, like the, our sexual lives became very dry very quickly, uh. which actually suggests that there might have been deeper issues at work, but Perhaps. we were unable to deal with them. And so like it was my partner, at both, both of them who suggested that we become open. I was very actually a bit uncomfortable with that not because I'm opposed to openness but because I felt like there was something fundamentally quite insecure and right. not not healthy about our relationship and that the openness made it worse yeah and, and as I said you know no matter what model of a relationship you want again you know you still want to be in a space where you can still you know, be, have honest communication with each other. Correct. Yeah, yes. correct. Yeah, correct. I think I think that's the main thing. So I have a friend. Uh, his name is Caleb. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Hi Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, yeah. So so Caleb has been in uh, in a relationship like for nine years. Okay, mm. with his partner, and they decided to go in an open relationship five years in, mm-hmm. and it was done like, like you say, it was open and honest conversation because they were going to be away for a while for about a year because Caleb was leaving the country, you know, and and. Uh, they just had a very open, honest conversation about what an open relationship meant and the terms of their open relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally agree with you. It's reaching a stage in your life where you're comfortable to have that conversation and then setting the parameters very clearly. But you must also, I think, have an exit plan. Like the moment uh, if the partner feels like, oh, this is not working for me anymore, then we need to reevaluate what that means. Ah, mm-hmm. So step yeah. by step, reevaluate. Or check in. Ah, check in. Check in. Yes, yeah. yes. Actually, I, I had a stray thought here about how both of you have touched on how openness usually is couched in terms of having sex with other people, right? Mm-hmm. But there are also open relationships where people, and I know friends who are in similar in open relationships where they also open the potential for dating sure. mm. and for more romantic mm. entanglements. So mm. that, that gets a bit more complex, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? So, I mean, it leads us into, you know, that second part of the question, which is throuples. Or, or polyamory uh, or throuples. Exactly, right? Yeah. right? Um, 
And I, okay, it, I thought our uh, slightly more under the rock uh, listeners, right? Thruple is the term given to a sort of like polyamorous arrangement where three people are in a kind of mutual relationship with each other. Yeah. So it's not a mm-hmm. couple, but a, a thruple. Yeah. Right. Mm. Personally, it's not for me. I feel sure. like one is enough and it's exhausting enough for ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, two, climate change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is going to do anything? Stop hogging resources. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have friends in troubles. I love you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> again, this is again gut feeling, gut feeling uh-huh. again that uh, the visibility of troubles has really increased over the years, and you know, like to the point where some of them are on TikTok. You know, right, sure, or, sure. or Instagram. Or yeah, Instagram. They're, 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 like, like, on the like, socials, lah. Yeah, they're like throuple Instagram pages. Right? Yeah, yeah. Where they they sort of like brand themselves. Almost. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I think this is because of the the queerness of relationship. These people are becoming more brave to just show the different yeah. sides of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. a good thing actually. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't seem convinced. No, 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 no. I mean, especially when it's on social media, there's a slightly queasy kind of performative quality. Mm-hmm. To oh, sometimes sure. Sometimes when I've sure. seen certain kinds of demonstrations of polyamory that do feel a little bit like um, put on uh, smug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's just me. That's, yeah, that's just me being a total like bitter single queen. Mm, right. No, it's a very like like I want also don't have you all got two. Uh. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Scarce resources. Yeah, scarce resources. <laughs> Excuse me. Can we have a bit of a socialist approach to <laughs> <Exactly>. romance? <laughs> no, I sound like a fucking incel now. Exactly. You know, like incels actually advocate for like uh for state for state uh like distrib- yeah, distribution, distribution wow. of love and wow. sex. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, I am not an incel. Okay. <laughs> I'm a ginsel. Someone has sex with her. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're introducing a new thread in today's episode, oh. which is like, I am on the prowl, girl. And like, you know, we're girl. manifesting this energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're manifesting it. I am on the prowl. You'll be on the prowl since episode one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I am upset that like, every, every five episodes, I put this like call to action out there, but there has been no action. <laughs> There's been no action that's come through this podcast. Okay. I, am, I am disappointed. But we, we, we will persist. We will persist. We will. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if 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 you know, push comes to shove, I will do some soliciting. For yeah, you. yeah. Please, down, please, down, please. Down, down, thank, you, thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. print out flyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have uh-huh. you seen this queer? <laughs> when in life mm-hmm. do you decide to be a top or bottom, and how strictly does one adhere to it? What happens if two tops or two bottoms get into a relationship? Wow, I think this is a perennial, perennial <laughs> question. Yeah. There's always, there's always, there's always question. this idea that two tops cannot get together or two bottoms cannot get together. And yeah. people make all sorts of weird memes of them trying to have sex yeah. and it's failing. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, are, what are some of our thoughts, girls? Yeah. There's a lot of, I guess, baggage attached to this top bottom words. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just uh, your preferred role I- in bit. Mm, you know what I mean? Agree. It, like, it, it is it's also attached to all these other things like, you know, masculinity, right. femininity, right. of power. For uh, better or for worse, right? Exactly, yeah. for better, for worse. There was a lot of bottom shaming going mm. on in the community also. Mm. You know what I mean? You feel like you know, tops are like all that. And yeah, 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 bottoms yeah. Are like, oh. Or like one is more masculine. Yeah, exactly. I, I, remember, I remember this like, in, in you know, there's this pop song going around. I think William, the drag queen, made yeah. this song called That Boy Is A Bottom. Right. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just remember thinking, always feeling slightly uncomfortable with the like slightly leering quality of it. She's mm-hmm. like, why is that funny? Yeah. Or mm. what, what actually is the, the joke here that like mm. oh they pretend that they're all like masked but they're actually a bottom it's like mm-hmm. okay or, or I don't know what you know it's, it's, it's complex right so this idea of bottom shaming just feels very like 
weird to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because for me, I don't think top and bottom come as very easily received notions. It's like, I feel people think that they have to go to the sexual encounter knowing what they are in that dynamic. Sure. But I've been in situations where like with certain people, I feel like I want to be a bit more, depending on how we interact, mm-hmm. I want to be a bit 100%, more, yeah. be a bit more in control, a bit mm-hmm. more like, uh, 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 strong in that in that, yeah. in that situation mm-hmm. and sometimes I want to be a bit more submissive or even within the same sexual encounter I mm-hmm. feel like it, it goes up and down yeah. Right, yeah. right on the more basic level time bottom also tends to point to anal sex right and se- mm-hmm. sex doesn't have always to be have anal. to be yeah. anal right, right? so I, I don't know I just think it just limits all sorts of sexual encounters mm. so Emmerich uh, once uh, said that you know in, in, in thinking of top and bottom right you shouldn't think of as the uh, penetrator and penetrator. You should think of the engulfer and the engulfing. I love wow. that. Yeah. I love that. And <laughs> because <laughs> there's a kind of like, um, you know, like the yin yang exactly. diagram quality to it wow. because it suggest it's like energy flow, right? Yeah. Sure. If you think of sex as energy flow, it's like sometimes you know you can move in and out exactly. of roles. Yeah, yeah. And it's also about claiming your bottom energy. Yeah, you know I agree. I mean? yeah. And you know, also it claiming the power of bottoming sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or the submissiveness of topping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, it's yeah. it's not these unfixed categories. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. I think uh, people need to break out of I guess the rigidness of these terms. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. And yeah. then you, because we all understand that you know, in that sense, sexuality is fluid. So these roles also should be have a kind of fluidity to yeah, them. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, because I feel like it leads to a lot of unhappiness. Actually, it leads to a lot of unhappiness because you, if you go into the sexual, into every sexual encounter with these very fixed notions of right. what it is that you want to do, then you're not opening up to yourself to exploring the person mm-hmm. you know uh, and, and then it becomes very it affects sexual confidence I especially agree, if you yeah. think you're like only ever a top right mm-hmm. and then like you, you can't get it up for example and you mm. really and, and then it just becomes this like almost shameful moment and, I, I, yeah. I mean I have no data points but I also wonder whether gay guys prefer to just top first because for them Open with the commas is like the, the, the more natural thing to do, like you know, it's uh, scare quotes. And bottoming has a lot of logistics associated with it that they just don't want to do it or they don't mm. learn to do it properly or they just think it's very troublesome. So they just yeah. top. I guess to go back to the part, the earlier part of the question, which actually is very interesting, is that when did you first mm-hmm. decide yeah. right, mm-hmm. right, whether you were taught about them, right? So I remember my first sexual encounters, right? I, I for some reason kind of automatically gravitated to the more bottom position mm-hmm. yeah like it felt the most natural for me because I think I was being initiated into it right. so ah. I felt like oh I really just want to take my cues from you because I've never done this before okay right so that for me was part of part of that and I, and also like I have a very weird relationship with my penis mm-hmm. so like okay. it, it wasn't a kind of natural thing for me to want to stick it somewhere mm-hmm. you know so I just wanted to be kind of like flipped around and like taken control of and just like someone just show me what to do Right. I see, but you know that's evolved over over the years. Mm-hmm. But but I can remember that headspace very clearly, and I think that's how I decided that oh, I am a bottom. Uh, right. You know, and then when I was watching porn, I also sort of like kind of found the erotics of being penetrated quite mm-hmm. stimulating. Although mm-hmm. now I I the I, I tend to have a much more uh you know broad based <laughs> approach right to what I find hot right yeah. But I can but to answer that part of the question, it does feel like initially I I, I did kind of cement the idea that I was a bottom. It's taken me quite a while to move away from it. Mm. Mm. My friend Caleb has a similar experience. Oh, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Oh Caleb. Yeah. Oh Caleb. So, Caleb. Caleb started off sexually as a top. And then um, moved to bottom territory and then found it very exciting, but di- actually was very opposed to bottom territory because mm. didn't didn't have confidence in like doing the logistics and everything and was always very scared of like what happens if it's a messy situation, you know, because mm. Caleb very... needs to eat vegetables. Yeah. yeah no, Caleb eats a lot of vegetables. Vegetables and fruits. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. okay. We'll te- we'll, we'll... Psyllium husk. I will Psyllium let... husk. <laughs> I, I, yeah, okay, okay. Caleb does, Caleb does. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll let Caleb know, thanks. Okay, so, so yeah, but then towards that one point in Caleb's life, it was just purely bottoming mm. because really found enjoyment in it. Lah. But now Caleb has moved back and forth between top and bottoming and mm. Caleb can confidently say that he's a verse. You know? <gasps> the, magical v, the magical V word. <laughs> the, we all love a good verse. Good mm. for Caleb. Yeah. 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 Mm. But, but the, uh, the idea of flipping back and forth was interesting. I, I think it, there was a lot of mental struggle with being one position or the other. Mm. Yeah. And mm. fitting into a verse stereotype or fitting into the verse model felt weird a little bit because mm. many people look look at verses and go don't bluff mm. yeah you're actually a bottom aren't you mm. there's a lot of verse shaming also right. yeah. but that's tied actually to bottom shaming because sure, it's kind I of agree, like yeah. bottoming being a bottom is something that you kind of have to hide, hide. from yeah. yeah which is kind of weird isn't it so you top yeah. mask it with a bit of verse uh, yeah. I think Caleb should uh. do some poetry verses for verse <laughs> verses for <laughs> verses yeah verses <laughs> for, for verses, verses. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that sounds like A co- poetry collection From 2005 I think someone's Already done probably. it yeah, probably. There was a lot of There was a lot of Live journaling going on <laughs> At that time um, What about the, sec- the second part Of the question Which is like What happens when Two bottoms Two tops get into mm. a relationship Because I think mm. This is part of like It links back to the first question A, a lot of yeah. why Some people open up Their relationship Because yeah. they mm. feel like They're sexually incompatible Correct right. Any experience with this Any um, Again you know you, you communicate that You know I mean You you, I think also at the point in time if they're getting serious about the relationship, you know, they would talk about something like this, uh, right? Right. Yeah. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, and they would say, you either open the relationship or maybe you can uh, explore kinks. Mm. Or toys. You know, or toys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Again, okay, it doesn't yeah. have to be anal. There's so many other things yeah. that can be done. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think like uh, uh, edging, <laughs> I think uh, it's become really popular now. I love it, that it's bec- a, a trend. No, <laughs> trend. it really has, you know. <laughs> the trend bell. The trend. Trends yeah. in queer life. It trend. really has edging. become popular for some reason. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, Maybe I, it's about the this late capitalist moment where we're constantly denied. <laughs> we're constantly denied Maybe. Like, gratification. Yeah. Maybe, like, Maybe, Maybe it's a metaphor it. for the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, cannot, 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 yeah. cannot. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, oh, in, out, in, out. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I, I have a friend that can tell me that, you know, you can do it for like two hours. What? what? I was like, what, girl? Well, all I think about is how much time is wasted. I, know, right? <laughs> I, I just want to knit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch Netflix. I mean, like, no, girl. But yeah. is, I think what it points back to is sexual compatibility. And it's not about positions, it's about. Like y- mm. You know what I mean It's yeah. like I, I, I've been with people Who I've been in a relationship With other Bottoms right mm-hmm. Where yeah. I felt Actually we had Incredible sexual chemistry mm. Because we were doing Things that Didn't necessarily Fix into that genre Of gay sex Which is purely Anal penetrative sex Right mm-hmm. And once we started Exploring other ways We could make each other Feel good you know, and it was all through negotiation, exploration. Then it became like, oh, actually, you know, if, if you if you go in thinking, oh, we're both dedicated bottoms, this is never gonna work, right? Mm-hmm. You just like lose out on a huge right well of potential. And I, I I feel like remember thinking there was a time when I first started dating when like if you if your if your declared positions don't match, then you're then you right. just cut off, yeah. cut off. Yeah. Cannot meet. Yeah. You don't even pursue that possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. what? Is, and you know, and, and I still hear people talking about it today. I'm just like, what? Are we? It's 1999. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like how mm-hmm. how how you know, how how can you just cut off an entire person because you just assume that there's no possibility for sexual mm. um, um, chemistry? Right? Uh, sex is. 
part physical but, but part mental as oh, well. 100%, yeah. Oh, a lot mental. And I think, I, I think <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and I think a, a lot of people don't realize that. It. I think it's just, just a physical activity, yeah. you know, but a lot of it is also, you know, part mental as well. You know, it's, you know, not just the, the physical connection, it, it's, you know, it's dirty talk, mm. you know, yes. it's seduction, it's seduction, you know, fact, it's, it's foreplay. Yeah. For it's, me, it's even before you get into the bedroom, like the chat, the banters you have before yeah. that, all of that builds which, up. Which is why I actually have a hard time doing this whole casual hookup thing I, I mean this mm-hmm. is and like you know like I know Nicholas like, every time we talk about how barren my sex life is right, mm-hmm. how practically sub-Saharan it is mm-hmm. at this point <laughs> you're always just like Joe just go to a fucking sauna right and right. I, it's like my, my mental block when it comes to that is that I, I feel like a, I'm very intimidated by that space where mm. I feel like I'm not able to put on the full range of my abilities, which is like you know performance, for, uh? performance art. Chat, yeah, yeah you know, I can't, I can't, I can't seduce someone with like jokes, you know. Right. I can't seduce someone with like teasing looks and stuff like that, yeah. mm. which is a huge part of like their sexual experience to me. And even on like a grinder hookup, I find that it's it, you know what I like to do is have someone over and talk over drinks mm. before we even move to mm. it. And I feel mm. like mm. It, it, even that can be a bit. Hard to come by sometimes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because yeah. no one's looking for that on on, yeah. on the apps. I think no, people just so want to get wham bam. Yeah. 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 What I realized that I crave is not so much sex as it is intimacy. And the thing is that for me, you know, I think that the reason why I have such a primal approach to sex mm. is is that because I already have my intimate needs uh, fulfilled. Right. 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 And and there's a and also people have realized the difference between having sex and making love. Mm. Sure. Right? Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> She's <laughs> o- also back from the dead. <laughs> also I back from the dead. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and um where's my coffee? <laughs> Um, so yeah you know there's a difference in having sex and making love you know mm. I make love to my partner I love my partner mm. you know but I enjoy having sex right. with other people mm. yeah you know what I mean Shaq Shoot Mary Shan Mogam Chan Chun Seng Edwin Tong mm. Trigger warning <laughs> Body horror <laughs> mm, So who wants to go first? I think I have an answer Okay yes Okay, okay so Shaq Shoot Mary I'll start with who I will want to like I scared to say shoot la, but in the okay, context maybe of the question okay maybe let's say not shoot let's say uh, in the context of Singapore censorship unfriend, unfriend. unfriend. Yeah. Okay. unfriend. 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 Who, who I want to unfriend uh, maybe Edwin Tong uh. right mm. yeah because of the the, uh. the the committee whatever whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. turn off la. so no yeah. thanks yeah. no yeah. thanks Edwin uh, <laughs> who I want to marry Actually, I think Chan Chun Seng eh. Mm. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. It's because of the house. Like. <laughs> Quite daddy. <laughs> uh. Quite daddy. That's Tan Chuan Jin. That's Tan oh. Chuan Jin. Sorry, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Chan, Chan Chun Seng is, is the one with Minister the of Education, I yeah, think. Yeah, the, the one who looks a bit like a political chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> political? How does it... I think he's the one who thought that wool came from sheep. Yes. No, uh, that wool. Yes, that wool. No, no, that cotton, no, the came, cotton from came from sheep. The cotton came from sheep, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, down, down to earth. Wah. For me, like, he seems very family man. Okay. Yeah. I'm holding space. I'm yeah. holding space. <laughs> I thought, like, Mary Lab. And for me, Shaq would be Shanmugam. I see the because appeal. Have you seen him deadlift? Deadlift, deadlift. <laughs> deadlift, Sham. Yeah. Wow. I think, okay, Shaq, I never took you for, like, being I think to he, the gym, Barney. Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. would be He would be a good experience. <laughs> He will lift you up. He holding, will lift hold, me up. Holding space. <laughs> holding space. He will lift you up. Holding the space. options are like that, okay? So yeah. That's fair, that's fair. We are working within a very limited system. Yeah, oh, true, true, yeah. true. Okay, what, right, what about you? Oh, me? Yeah, me? yeah, okay. yeah. Mm, 
I think I would unfriend them all. Un- yeah, <laughs> I would. I would if I had the power. I would unfriend them all. Right. But sadly, in this rubric, I think I too would unfriend Edwin Tong mm-hmm. because I feel that he is sort of like an embarrassment to Chinese people. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I see, okay, got it. Yeah, he's just like the precise kind of Chinese man that I find so deeply unattractive. Mm. Right, yeah. right, right, and, right. And like, ugh, you know. Okay. Ken. I would marry. <sighs> this is a tough one, right? Tough, I tough. suppose for the potential diplomatic immunity that <laughs> you would grant me, I would marry Uncle Shan. Ah, Shanshana. Shanshan. I, I feel I like be at this wedding. Yeah, if you if you're going to be like you know a political wife, mm-hmm. I want to be the political wife of oh. the law minister. So this is yeah. a strategic yeah. marriage, lah. Maybe it's true that that I can finally you know persuade the government to repeal Treason Seven Eight. I was gonna say that. Girl. Yeah. Oh my god, you stole that subtle answer. womanly influence. Oh, wow. This is very Game of Thrones strate- yeah. strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves a good interracial marriage. <laughs> they do. They do. Right? It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is all current. Yeah. <laughs> and then that does leave um shag. Oh. Chan Chun Sing wow, Sorry, I need to hold my hand Close <laughs> eyes and think of country la. Close yeah, eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, demographically speaking He is actually No, no I can't even complete that sentence. I don't even know what a political chickmunk is I can't even like wrap my head around these like two terms together Yeah, okay, well that, Those are my options okay. What about you, Nicholas? Yeah. I would Actually, Shaq and Mary Sham. Wow. Right? Shaq and Mary. I mean, like, you cannot be a sexless marriage, right? You want to be able to seduce him <laughs> so that he will bend to your political will. Uh, because you, you, you need to dangle the carrot yeah, exactly. and, the, and the stick. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah but yeah. again, you're keeping with your sexless brand. You know I mean? Are you talking about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably end up in a sexless marriage. <laughs> yeah. With whoever I marry So you yeah. need to You know You need to shake Sean and marry no, him No but wow. I feel Like giving him a leash On which to have An open exploration With other partners mm. May actually enrich Our relationship Maybe oh. yeah. Maybe yeah. So yeah, like polyamory yeah, yeah yeah I would have a polyamorous <laughs> Open marriage Got it With Keishan Got it yeah. Love Amazing love. Okay that wait Does that mean You are not Like uh, you're not Going to do one of these men no, I mean like again, you mm. know, uh, we could invite uh, Chan Chun Singh for like a third. Ah, <laughs> occasionally, yes, you know, yes. where we are in the mood. A couple seeking third, exactly. Couple seeking couple, third. God place. God place. I got place. <laughs> I got place. Which means you were unfriend. Edwin Tong. It's unanimous. Yeah. Yes. It's unanimous. I'm sorry, Edwin. Bye bye, Edwin. Yeah. You are not the flavor of the season. You really are not. Yeah. <laughs> not. I mean, the unspoken name here is Pritam Singh. Right. Oh, oh my God. Who is my MP, by the way? Oh. <gasps> he's your MP, ah? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've had, I've had those hawker stall chats Ooh. with him. He's, he is fine. He is. Mm-hmm. Do you? I mean, like watching the mm-hmm. videos of the of the of the interrogations. That's right. Way, like, wow, the sex <sighs> appeal. Does he not remind you of like politicians of old? Yeah. Right. Who are just so eloquent. He's dripping with that confidence. With confidence. You know? no, I mean, like this is like the first gen policy. I mean, this is like the myth. I mean, the that thing they always tout out, right? The PP yeah. loves to tout out. Yeah. You know, the politicians of caliber. Yeah. It's a, I mean, God, this is it. This is it. Yeah. He is on the opposing team. Yep. Yeah. You know, because you look at the way you know our mutual uh, shoot. Guy, right? Mm. Edwin Tong has been, you know, he you just like unfriend. he withers in front of him. <laughs> yeah, right. no confidence, no eloquence, yeah. just like a little ferret running around mm-hmm. like a, a, an elephant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I felt very encouraged by no, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was a joy to watch him actually. Yeah. yeah. So if pretend if you are listening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, big fan. Bon courage, bon yeah. courage. Yeah. <laughs> Joe got place. I got place. I got place. <laughs>
any encounters or scares with STDs or STIs? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, especially this again is something that we've always talked about. And really, we want to get to a space where, you know, getting an STI or getting an STD really is 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 like getting a rash or a flu, mm. right? You know, you you need to... Obviously, the moment people sort of find out they have like syphilis or chlamydia mm. or gonorrhea, which is the three most common ones, immediately right. it's like... <gasps> Who, who gave it to me? Like, oh, how can I get this? You know, there's yeah, all yeah, this yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah, moral yeah, yeah, panic yeah, 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 yeah. that sets in, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I find it that that line of questioning is very, very unproductive. Yeah. Because yep. who the fuck can't see how you like, got it? Yeah, I think the, ma- the yeah. matter is, is that you already have it, what get it now. treated. So and you also, don't pass it to other people. Yeah. Exactly. And also inform the people that you've had sex with. Yes. I think you know many I mean? people don't do that other yeah. part. They don't inform for, for shame, la, for whatever. La. Exactly. Yeah. And it's again, again, you know, there's this like shame around, you know, getting an STD and ST, um, STI. Mm. Right. Uh, thankfully, you know, you, you have, you know, um, you know, queer friendly clinics. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, D- DSC uh, being the most prominent one. And I think that the new kid on the block is Pulse. Oh. Ah, Yeah. Uh, Pulse, is Pulse is a branch of Pulse Clinic in Bangkok. Oh, yeah. oh I've heard of Pulse Clinic in Bangkok. Oh, yes. so they, they put a branch in yes. Singapore. Wow. And it's a, it's, it's a sexual health clinic for yes. all, 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 all yes. folks. For all folks. Yes, right. yes. But uh, obviously very queer friendly. Mm. Excellent. Uh, so I used to go to DSC uh, to get my checkups uh, probably once every three to six months. Yeah. Uh, because you know, I know I'm sexually active, yeah. that kind of thing. And then uh, the manager uh, at DSC moved to uh, NUH. Oh. So NUH also um, has a sexual health clinic as well. Right. Uh, and I uh, go there uh, now. Right. Because right. I have a good relationship with the manager. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do mind at Dr. Tan and Partners mm. as well. Yeah, because I find oh, that they're... Private, private. They're, mm-hmm. they're very... People got money, private. They're mm-hmm. very queer friendly. And I... I, I, when I did it at DSC the first time here, I never felt uh, more judged mm. in my life. Spill it, girl. I don't know. It's just that the questions they asked felt very... Like, there was a judgmental tone <gasps> behind it. And I didn't like it. It made me feel really low. Mm. And then when I was overseas in London, I was all prepared for this judgmental tone to come in because quite sexually active in London. And then I, I did it like... I went for checks every like couple of months. And every time, it was such a pleasant experience. They said, that, oh, uh, they would ask all sorts of questions to make sure that I was taking care of myself sexually. But they also asked questions about my emotional self. Like, mm. are you being... Uh, are, you, uh, are you sure you're not in an abusive relationship? Mm. Are you taking care of yourself emotionally? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And I just said, they're going like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, this is a vast difference. It's very eh? enlightened. Plus also in, in the UK, right, the NHS covers sexual health testing yep. so like I mm. could go and get comprehensive sexual health tests free for free here ho, must pay like 100, Expensive. 200 yeah, yeah. Mm. so I mean I, I, it's very enlightened there because they also take care of like the, the mental the mental health uh, yeah, aspect those aspects. Yeah. And they also have like dedicated clinics which are looking at chemsex addiction in oh, yeah. in the UK mm. as well. So like they have people, therapists, counselors, doctors who are there helping people to break that cycle as well. Yeah. Right. Or, to, or to do it safely. Yeah, yeah. Here, here here I mean I'm I think it's great that we have what we have, uh, but it's just it, it and but actually I feel like a lot of the gaps we have here with sexual health testing comes from government policy. Mm. And like it's still kind of like um stigma that lingers around mm-hmm. queer sure. sexual behavior. Oh absolutely. And, and, yeah. Uh, and that's not very healthy. I mean, and actually, kind of point back at the question a little bit, right? It's like, of course, we've had encounters with STIs and STDs, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, but it's, it's, as, as Nicholas is trying to say, there's nothing kind of like frightening or scary about it because, like, y- you know, they're all eminently treatable. Yeah. Mm. And then even the big ones, right? 
like yeah, HIV, I, which kind of looms large in people's sure. minds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the treatment for that has like advanced so much. Yeah, it's as good as diabetes now. Mm. Like the way it's tre- the way the way mm-hmm. you can live with HIV is like it's like a person with uh, diabetes, right? And then people have take prep. Mm-hmm. And then like You know this, this pill That you take once every day And then you lower the risk Of getting HIV By yeah. 99% yeah. Which is unbelievably amazing Yeah Yeah mm. Yeah. I guess anecdotally Like the only funny STI story I have Is that I was once told Obliquely by someone That I ought to go And get checked for chlamydia Because like I had recently Slept with someone Who apparently Had it And okay. so, so I, I love that It came It came round the, It came round the, the rumor mill As it were Oh, it's like Yeah this is Um it wasn't the person himself that no, told it you was, that. No, it was, it was, um, it was uh, tangential. Oh. Let's put it that way. And then I went to get checked. I didn't have it, but I took the antibiotics anyway. Oh. Okay, yeah, okay. And I got diarrhea. Oh, from, sure. Oh, that's a funny story. I got the, I got the diarrhea, fr- I got diarrhea from antibiotics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, I went to ask my mom, who's a nurse, right? I was like, uh, is this a common side effect of taking this brand name antibiotic, mm. right? And then she looked at me and she was like, why are you taking those antibiotics? And I was like, uh, that I had googled before what this antibiotics also used to treat apart from apart from chlamydia it's also used to treat like acne so I said oh, oh I got a boil on my face and then for some reason right the next day I really got a boil on my face oh my god you have manifested <laughs> I manifested the boil manifest- how was manifesting huh? well again done. I want to re- I just want to re- reiterate that Joe got placed <laughs> I just, yeah, I got place left. Yeah, 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 Nicholas. Now that you're in my place, what? How? How would you? I how mean, would you describe it? I am it? so really. I love this space. Mm-hmm. I just huh? love this place. You know, I, 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 I walked in and it's like this, like you know, like country western decor mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. living room. I feel like this is where novels get written. Mm-hmm. You know, what <laughs> I mean? it truly is. Yeah, but what? What about the chamber? The chamber yeah, where we're like, in. Like, yeah, you what know, do you I, think I, of I, my I, boudoir? I, I walked in. It was like walked in. Oh my god, is, is this where the magic happens? Yeah, or is this where dreams go to die? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit of a both. little bit of both. A little, a little bit, bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it smells like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in and I was like, mm, what's that smell? It smells like day old bihun. <laughs> Thoughts on bringing straight people to gay bars? Can a straight dude mm. go to a gay bar just for the ambiance? <laughs> <laughs> the ambiance. <laughs> So what, what are your thoughts Of bringing straight people To the gay bars So operative word being Bring Yeah mm. bring And straight people right mm-hmm. Because yeah, there's yeah. also the phenomenon Of straight people going on their own Right Sure right, Like okay. a hen's night Right okay So yeah So what do we think girls <sighs> I mean okay I have brought straight people To, to gay bars uh, Before like and anthropologically, yeah. Uh, like no, 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 no. So that's that's the problem, right? And, you know, it becomes a little bit of like this zoo excursion. You yeah. know, what I mean? you know, that's not what you want, right? Mm, exactly. You know what I mean? You are you are bringing them into into a space which is meant to be safe. Mm. You know, for people to be themselves, right? Right. And of course, you know, as as you mentioned, you know, typical, you know, just going there and crashing the party, mm. you know, sometimes can be very problematic. Mm. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is in that sense. You know, the same kind of situation. Uh, where you have these straight guys who go on grinder what to queer bait yep what yep, yep yep yes girl and what do they do once they've nabbed they get, the bait they nab- sell you services yeah they get off on it also I think yeah they sell you services so it's either they sell you financial services eee! or they sell you like personal training lessons oh yes. that's really okay. preying on people's insecurities mm-hmm. right there yeah. the personal training one I've seen uh, they also like they have massage services mm-hmm. yeah. but massage one is okay, like la, yeah, la, la, massage is like yeah, yeah, time yeah, honoured yeah. time honoured <laughs> time honoured time yeah, time yeah, it's a tradition, tradition. tradition. time honoured that's no, heritage that's yeah, heritage yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I mean like yeah like you oh, know so it's the, the the thing of invading a space exactly right you know I mean I go and grind 
and I don't really know about like my investment and retirements. You know, what I mean, that's not yeah, what I want to hear. No, I'm I'm here to suck dick. Thank exactly. You very much. I want someone to invest in me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I want them to make an investment. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really have problems with people bringing straight people to gay bars. I I don't necessarily think that, you know, like. What queer is and isn't is so clear anyway. Mm. I think that there's a certain queerness that attends to all of us, and right. there are, you know, it's like if you're very, if you if you're really close friends with a queer person, you know, you're. I I feel like they're you're part of that world as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think where I sense the most difficulty is when they, you know, um, you see this a lot with straight people coming in a big group and just taking up a lot of space. Yes. Yeah. I remember once at Tantric, right, seeing this yeah. a bunch of straight white guys get into a sort of like uh, aggressive. Encounter with um with a drag queen mm-hmm. and it oh, was yeah? very unpleasant. Oh, yeah, and I mean they were thrown out, but it just it just soured the mood. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it, it did feel like they were there to kind of gawk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and then you also hear stories of like you know uh, what's that one like hen parties. That yeah, go to gay bars. Uh, I mean that one that one I have mixed feelings about because it's like you don't always know that a, the, a bunch of women in a gay bar are sh- are straight. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like this assumption uh, that because gay bars, especially in Singapore, tend to be primarily gay male spaces, sure. then you can't just assume that every woman, woman, that woman there is straight. Absolutely, and, and, right? And, you know, that, I mean, there's kind of like a lot of misogyny that attends to gay male sure, spaces sure. here anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah but you, 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 you can get a flavor of the group once they're there, right? Yeah, it can be very disruptive mm. as well. For me, it's, it's just the respect thing, like, And I yeah. find that the 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 the, the hen the hen nights I've seen where, you know, that go that descend onto the gay bars have all been very ugly and very messy, and mm. they just take liberties yeah like touching people yeah don't do like that going up to people and like you know like yeah talk, I, I, yeah. I understand that, it, it, that, that that some women might feel that oh this is a safe space or a safer space than yeah. perhaps like a straight club yeah you know and I get that they want to feel a little bit more open but then you infringe on other people's personal spaces or so mm. but it's not very nice yeah. yeah I guess I want to return to the third part of the question which is can a straight dude go to a gay bar <laughs> just for the ambiance. What ambiance? What ambiance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. what, what is the ambiance? Have, have you seen <laughs> the game? Is, is it desperation and darkness? Yeah. Decrepitude, <laughs> sticky floors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Funky carpet. Yeah. Oh, I, the carpet like five years you know, never vacuumed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder maybe if just this, this straight person is just just wants to experience what it's like in a game. But uh, then it goes back to the whole problem of gawking and like this anthropological zoo visit. Like, I, I mean, you yeah. just go there and like soak in the atmosphere. Like, sure, it's fine. Yeah, you have a I drink mean? quietly. Or <laughs> does ambiance mean go there and see whether people will try or not? That's, uh, that's uh, market value. That's market value. Uh, that's <laughs> market value, right? <laughs> it's like, will the gays find me hot? I want. Uh, I just want. I just put out that one. You can go both ways. Uh, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. you mean yeah. they can explore that? No, no, they can find you really attractive, but really ugly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what if you go there and test, and then everybody just like gives you like ugh <laughs> you know mm, no yeah. yeah then you then then I would say welcome to the community <laughs> It's like, yeah, actually, actually, gay culture is just yeah. being rejected and yeah. judged, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, Hi. This, this is the original experience. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on orgies and threesomes, and also cryptocurrency. <laughs> love, I love this question. It is daisy chain to blockchain. <laughs> Daisy chain to blockchain. Orgies, threesomes, it is. cryptocurrency. If there are if there are top trends, top right trend, now, top queer uh, trends, yeah. top trends, it is top <laughs> trends right now. It is there. If you are not on the daisy chain to blockchain market, you're missing out. Exactly, yes, you're missing out. on that train, girl. Exactly, girl. Choo, choo. <laughs> Have you ever been in a daisy chain? Have I ever been a daisy chain? And for all our more innocent listeners, Nicholas, please explain the right. the, the mechanics of the, of daisy, the daisy chain. chain. Yeah. Oh, it's also like Lego. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> 
So if you played with Lego before, right? Stack them yes. up, stack them up. Stack them up, right? Yeah. So the same way, you know, you also, you know, stack people yeah. together. And then just kind of riding on each other's kinetic energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, a, like a spring. Exactly. Yeah. Like a wonderful train. Exactly. You haven't yeah. answered the question. Pr- have, you, pr- have, have you ever been in such an arrangement? I have not. I've been in threesomes uh-huh. and orgies, but mm. not daisy chains. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, like the mechanics of it sound a easy. Bit, yeah, but a bit. No, no, no. If yeah. not visually, yeah. like okay, you can visualize it, yeah. but like the actual mechanics yeah, of it is yeah. pretty difficult. I think I it's think like so it's too. one of those like best realized in porn kind of situations. Absolutely. 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 I think a lot of things in porn cannot one. Yeah. I just look at <laughs> it. I'm just like that's far too acrobatic. Uh, a, pa- a part of our education as 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 gay men is actually unlearning porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we've learned from porn. One hundred percent. You know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and you know we have to, it has to be like a very conscious kind of effort to unlearn the things that we ourselves have taken, you know, sort of taken in from porn. Yeah, and that actually condition our desire, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean? you know my friend Caleb has a very good way to oh. to, to, to decondition I wanna be this. Caleb. Caleb yeah, I want to meet Caleb. <laughs> what does Caleb, Caleb like to drink? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, <laughs> so Caleb, whenever he meets up with partners or whatever, play or like like fuck buddies or whatever, right? They Caleb and the fuck buddy would actually replicate what they see on porn just for fun would do the would do the whole mm. thing and it would would never make it 10 minutes in because it will always just break down into giggles because it is just ridiculous that fun. I shall try that next time it is I shall try the role play I set up no, for. no. <laughs> but be, it, because it's so ridiculous and acrobatic no, it's like a kind of Jane Fonda workout video <laughs> right. it's like you can do it too girl yeah. and then you, when you get into the musical like this is not comfortable yeah, that's yeah. not the face like, like but, but I'm what making what is it about seeing these positions in porn that's so delightful I think it's just like there's an erotics to it that is, is sexy and it's hot right it's yeah. very idea of like like athleticism almost mm. that is it's almost like the pleasure you derive from watching a gymnast mm. perhaps yeah. 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 yeah but like practically you know but we're not all born to be gymnasts yeah. no, but yeah. I, I think also that people don't realize that it's, it's a lot of camera angles and editing ah, 100% you know you think that you look at this and you think that this is reality yes. can I just say that since I've become you know as I got older right I've applied my media literacy skills to porn right every right. time I see a cut I lose I, I, <laughs> no. Every time I see an edit or cut I feel less satisfied somehow 100% Like yeah. when I see the editing I just go Ugh. I remember reading an essay By David Foster Wallace um, <laughs> About the porn industry So he he, he was looking at uh, Straight porn right So he w- mm. he went to a bunch Of porn studios To interview them or whatever uh, For an essay he was writing And then he interviewed um, Someone who's like, kind of Like a porn addict And he asked him right. What do you enjoy most About the porn And he says Look, Watching their eyes As they come and, mm. and then David Foster Wallace Goes why And he says Oh it's because It's the only moment That's real <gasps> Oh like, my god And that, that's, that's stuck with me over the years because like oh yeah I, I kind of vibe with that wow yeah, yeah. so I, I search for reality in porn yeah mm. yeah that's that's a tough find though Girl. but what are we talking about this the no, question, no, the question actually, was about threesomes coming and orgies, back to right? yeah, yeah, yeah coming back to threesomes and orgies sometimes I find threesomes and orgies can be very alienating because it really depends on who you bring to the bed mm. right mm. everybody must vibe you know and they must vibe I think they must vibe equally the roost has thoughts the roost has if thoughts not, if yeah. not what might happen is that someone might feel a little bit left out yeah you know I mean, uh, I just read a line uh, from Alfian just randomly popped in my mind from uh, his <laughs> poem Anthem. It's ah, like when three people yeah, kiss, yeah. one is bound to be left out. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, all three, you know, need to have that same chemistry. Mm. You know, all three need to kind of like each other at some level mm. for a threesome to happen. And that's why it's so hard to arrange. Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. The, the few times I've been in a threesome has been with my ex-partner where a third person happened to be there and we all just kind of got into it, right? But what I found enjoyable about it was kind of being with my ex 
in front of someone else. Mm. Right. So it felt a little selfish. The performance and, yeah. of it? But also just that, like, it was clear that our dynamic was special ah. somehow and that the dynamic with the third person was a different dynamic and that right. it made me feel more aware of, like, how much more intimate we were. Right. And that felt kind of hot in a way. Mm. Yeah. But also, I can realize a little alienating for the third. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. But I think the alienation that you're talking about can also come from how the th- someone might be more, might someone might, might get more attention in that area. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so like being uh, in these spaces, you need to be very conscious uh, of everybody. Oh, because like stage management. Right? Yeah. Oh so God, yeah. these kind of things seem very stressful to me. So I feel like actually, huh? It's like it depends on how considerate you are, really. And mm. I know Kishan, like you are like hyper hyper considerate. Yeah. And so am I. So like I'm always like mm-hmm. in my back of my head going like, mm, is everybody having a good time? Should Same. I bring out the sweets and the yeah. drinks and the desserts <laughs> yeah. and the cheese? Yeah. Hot towel. Hot towel. Hot towel. Hot towel. Hot towel. Hot towel. Lemonade. Poppers, poppers, pop, poppers, 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 warm nuts, warm nuts. Oh, I do have a question though. Like, where do you draw the line between an orgy and not? Like, how many people does it have to be before you use the word orgy versus four? Say, okay, yeah, yeah. I would say four. Four. What, so four you, or more is an orgy. Yeah, four or more. Yeah, because there's threesome. But the and word then, foursome exists, right? Yeah, sure. For me, a foursome is an orgy. Wow. No, no, no. Foursome is foursome. Ah. Why? Okay, so Explain. for you, it's uh, four onwards is orgy. Yours is five onwards. Yeah. Ah. Explain. Because the word foursome exists, right? So mm. use the word. I don't know. Use the word. Use your words. Use your words. But then, like, you could easily then say five some what six some seven some six some seven. Yeah. It's just that no okay, one again are arbitrary. No, line no, because it's so it's. It's not like see, does not the word orgy activate something kind of like extra erotic in your head because you're mm-hmm, thinking sure. of like these like you know like Mesopotamian yeah, like sex yeah, parties yeah, yeah, where like yeah, they're yeah. worshiping the Caligula. divine yeah some divine mm-hmm, goddess mm-hmm. of sex or whatever and they're all just like like ten thousand people like right. sure. fucking and sucking that. that yeah I guess that's that for me is like because like the, the so word number orgy, is ten thousand yeah, because <laughs> the word orgy also lends itself to the adjective orgiastic mm-hmm. right like, uh. orgiastic is a very kind of like Ugh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know kind of word mm-hmm. so I don't send I don't Think of four as an orgiastic ah, arrangement. Yeah. Okay, five maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, so same, I feel like same, for same, me, same. like an orgy only starts to be an orgy in my head when there's many rooms. <laughs> many rooms. Yeah. Girl, what palace are you having sex yeah. in? I mean, clearly none. <laughs> yeah, clearly none. Which is why I feel very happy hearing that Kishan thinks it's four because I, then I, I think it's four. Been, I've definitely been an orgy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but I yeah. So I feel oh yeah yeah. Uh, but I guess as long as you have that orgiastic feeling, you can call it an orgy lah. Yeah, whatever. It, it, this is as you say, Nicholas. This is arbitrary numbers. It, yeah. Well, that orgy wasn't so much orgiastic as it was just kind of like comic. <laughs> What? Fine yeah. lines. Yes, fine, fine lines. lines. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was kind of comedy, really. Shall not go into it. Shall okay. not go into okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> Something for your memoirs. Yes, for your memoirs. Will you edit my memoirs? Yes, <laughs> I will. I will. Right. Line by line. Oh my god, we have so many questions. Still we have like barely scratched the surface. Yeah, my barely goodness. scratched the surface. Nicholas, do you feel you can answer more questions? I'm still itching. You're for still more. itching for itching, more. Uh, mm-hmm. Kishan, do you feel There's you're itching? There's a cream for that. <laughs> Ah, uh, my, my, my bathroom got my bathroom got. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely can go for round two, darling. Yeah, we have definitely come to the end of our time today because Nicholas also has to go and play badminton, <laughs> which is apparently a thing I, she does. I got a lot of court waiting for me. <laughs> That's a lot of it. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, yeah, well done. But I guess this means that we will have a part two. Mm. Nicholas, are you game for a part two? Always. Are we going to do a part two? Yes. Yeah. Dear listeners, yes. if we want to get to the end of these questions, we're going to have to do a part two. So definitely. for the first time in T42 history, we are doing... A part two. Yes, a two-parter episode. Goodness. Dear listeners, we have come to the end of today's episode of T42 mm. featuring special guest star Nicholas, Nicholas DeRue. 
do go check out the archives of queer cast. Yes. Where can they find it again? The Singapore LGBT Encyclopedia. Excellent. Yes. Also a resource for lots of stuff that happened before, mm-hmm. like the internet age as we know it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So do go check that out. And until next time, this has been Joel signing yeah. off. This is Kishan. And this is Nick D. Bye. Bye. Bye.